Limitless Wrestling fans, it's another edition of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast coming to your ears via Spotify, via Podbean, via Apple Music, wherever you may pick up your podcast, we're coming to you. John Alba here, alongside the czar of Limitless Wrestling, Mr. Randy Carver. Randy, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, How's everything in your neck of the woods? Oh, you know, just just being called fake news by the governor of Florida and all that good stuff. It's a great time. I saw that. I almost gave it an RT. It's a great it's a great time. But I'm laying down guitar covers with my limitless wrestling t shirts. It's uh it's fun times here in Quarantineville. That's good. Yes, absolutely. And just trying to stay safe. Wearing a mask where it is needed. Because that's what responsible people do. Randy, it's been a a week or so since we dropped our Ask Limitless episode. Uh, People always enjoy sending in those questions. We enjoy answering them because we're asking more questions later in this podcast. we got a special guest, don't we? We do. Uh, Limitless Wrestling World Champion Retro Anthony Green joining us here in a little bit. Uh, We're going to talk basically all about everything that he's doing right now. Uh, Wrestlers kind of... Don't have a ton going on. Uh, no one does, but wrestlers especially. No shows to be doing. So uh, we're going to talk about basically what he's doing right now. His uh, his soiree into more social media aspects. Uh, he's got a new YouTube up and running where he's releasing seemingly daily content on there with Ava Everett. So uh, fun chat coming up and a lot of fan questions. Certainly did. But we also have two orders of business to get to, Randy. Did you know that? We do. We do. Um, First of all, let's let's start with Pandemic at the Dojo, um, the new Limitless Wrestling mini series, the finale coming up on Tuesday, streaming on independentwrestling.tv. I say it every week. If you don't have an account, you can sign up using the promo code Limitless. Gets you a five-day free trial, and that's not limited to just Limitless content. There's now 200-plus promotions on Ooh. IWTV spanning all across the country, really all across the globe. Uh, I've been sitting down watching a little AIW out of Cleveland, Ohio, and a little Zona 23 out of Mexico over the past couple days. Um, A lot of fun watching, especially if you are stuck in the house, nothing to do. Um, And it supports us. If you use that promo code, we get a little kickback if you stay a subscriber, so uh, everything helps at this point. But uh, the finale coming up on Tuesday, uh, our boy, Retro AG, who we're talking to here in a minute, he's going to defend the Limitless Wrestling Championship in the main event going one-on-one with Iron Rip Bison, who's been on such a tear in Limitless Wrestling as of late. Um, and if you want to catch up on this series before this airs on Tuesday, all five previous episodes up anytime available on demand on IWTV. Uh, a lot of fun stuff there, as well as YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. Almost every match from the series has been uploaded thus far. Uh, You're also going to see Eric Johnson versus Zach Burton, a deserted dojo match. The Prize City OG Alec Price going one-on-one with Baby Girl Next Staff and much more. So uh, a loaded episode to kind of conclude things. And we're also going through some old Limitless Wrestling content to get up on IWTV. We just released Unreal, uh, Cody Rhodes versus JT Dunn in the main event. That's from January of 2017, the second ever show in Westbrook, Maine for Limitless Wrestling. Uh, You can expect a lot of stuff from 2016 for those early Limitless Wrestling fans or those looking to catch up. Uh, Those are going to be coming up on IWTV very soon. So uh, we're trying to get out as much content, whether it be uh, unreleased footage or old shows as possible. And on top of all that, we got a contest. And Randy. Oh, I've been waiting a long time for it. It's the return of the Alba Star Search. We've had two critically acclaimed Star Searches in the past. They were just fantastic. We found some great talent. Were they fantastic? We found some great talent, did we not? Hey, I don't disagree, but I don't know how well they turned out for you. I brought great talent to Limitless Wrestling, and I plan on doing so once again because randy we are holding the first ever virtual alba star search i want to know who's got the best chops out there which of you out there in internet land 
have the gift of gab. So much so that I would handpick you as the winner of the virtual Alba Star Search. Randy, we are opening this up to wrestlers. We are opening this up to people on the internet, the Limitless Wrestling fans, trainers, referees, anyone who wants in. All you gotta do is cut a promo. Just cut a promo. I don't even care about what. You could make it about wanting to be the winner of the Star Search. You could talk about how much you love Pad Thai. I don't really care. I, I just, love Pad Thai. I love Pad Thai too. I just wanna know whether or not you've got the gift of gab, so much so that I would elect you to represent me as the winner of this album Star Search. So how's this going down, Randy? All right, so so let me get this straight on your end first. They they can do this about any subject. I'm cool with it. Right? You know, I mean, okay. I'd, I'd I'd like it to, you know, ultimately come full circle about to why they should be s- selected as the winner here. But they could talk about whatever they want. I don't care. Okay. So let me ask you this too. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm freestyling for anyone who may have the thought on their mind. Could this promo be on you as, they, if, as if they were stepping into a, a real contest with John Alba? They could try to throw one down on me for all I care, Randy. You know, it might hinder your odds, but... I mean, that's that's being biased judge. If you're good enough, I see through talent. Okay, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. All right, so, so how do you submit? How, how do you be a part of this star search? Uh, if you have Twitter, that's going to be the easiest way. Throw your video up on Twitter. Tag at LW Main. Tag at John Alba. Um, use the hashtag Alba Star Search as well and submit that way. If you don't have Twitter, don't worry. Uh, you can send it to us on Instagram at Limitless Wrestling. You can submit it via DM on Facebook.com slash Limitless Wrestling. So if you only want the judges to see it, if you don't want it going out publicly but you still want to be a part of this contest, throw it to us via DM. It doesn't matter. Uh, but this is open to fans, wrestlers, referees, as you said, students. Uh, maybe some of the dojo students want to participate. So this is open to anyone. Uh, we're going to have a little prize pack, a little something from you, a little something of me uh, for the winner. And uh, I think we're going to open this up for a week and then come back next week and kind of talk about uh, what we've received so far and then where we're going to go from there. So Yeah, so uh, there is a prize here, guys. You'll You'll get a little prize package. This is not... Uh, you're not going to get your ass kicked in a limitless wrestling ring. Don't worry. Um, but, but well, I mean, if any wrestler wins, they very well could. But that's not mutually exclusive to the Alba Star Search. Uh, you'll get a prize package, and we'll have some fun with this. And I think what we're going to do, Randy, is the two finalists, if we can make it happen, will have a little live promo off and uh, yeah. see if they got the chops. Yeah. So once we once we kind of get things dwindled down and once the voting begins, we get down to two uh, we will do something. We will do something on a, like a live podcast where uh, we do have the two finalists on there for some kind of promo off, and we decide who the winner is and uh, who will be the acclaimed new winner of the virtual John Alba Star Search. Yes, and I'll tell you what. Later in the show, you're going to hear Anthony Green and his submission, and it's a good one. That's a that's a good start to this thing. So. Be on the lookout, folks. Hashtag Albastar Search. You got nothing to lose. You only got something to gain. I mean, I may quote tweet it and make fun of you, but outside of that, you have nothing to lose. If what are you going to do if the, uh, if the back row mafia submits and uh, has a really good promo? I mean, look, if they're good, that's great. Maybe it will give them some more exposure to add to their follower account from 61. 62 62 oh okay did you did you did you follow and then unfollow and then follow again no but i'm (laughs) sure that you just unfollow and then you say the number you're acting as if i follow them in the first place Ooh, that's harsh i don't i I have a very important follower to follow ratio to take care of randy i'm sure you do i'm sure that means a lot to you (laughs) and i I bet it keeps you up at night it most certainly does and i've got idiots like dave dyer tweeting at me uh so i have to did you see dave's question this week we didn't get to it but did you see dave's question Uh, did you see what came of that i did not no so i I can pull it up here oh i have have to go back a bit because i get hundreds of notifications an hour Um, i'm sure you do after being called out by the governor of florida and i'm pretty sure vince mcmahon wants me dead but outside of that outside of that uh let's see here um 
Dave Dyer submitted a question for this episode to ask Anthony Green, except it wasn't really meant to ask Anthony Green. Um, he said, on a scale of 1 to 10, how punchable is John Alba's face? Not to sway his opinion, but it's a 12. And I think I've told this story on here before. I don't know if I have, but Billy Gunn in Bangor told me that I had a punchable face. So I said a true story at Real Billy Gunn once told me while interviewing him in Bangor that I had a punchable face. It was at that point I knew I was destined to be wildly successful in this industry. <laughs> at which point, Billy Gunn quote tweeted it and said, this is true. Wow. Yes. So Dave Dyer got more exposure than he's ever had in his entire life other than venereal diseases uh, to this point. So. Wow. That's funny as hell. Yes, it is. And I mean, venereal diseases are not funny. Uh, no, you should definitely, absolutely not. You should definitely go get that checked out, Belfast Bulldog. Please, please, uh, if yes. that is the case. Yes. Um, but we want you guys to participate and send in your promos because it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to get a prize out of it if you win. And uh, who knows? Maybe if you're a wrestler that hasn't had a chance to work any Let's Wrestle shows or Limitless shows. Maybe that puts you in a little bit of contention there. It gets you in front of the right eyes. You never know. Hey, it gets your name in the gets your name in the podcast. Gets your gets your face out there and kind of gets you into the rotation a little bit at least. Absolutely, no doubt. So, anything else you want to add here, Randy? Before we toss it to our friend? Uh, I don't think so. I think we've hit all the points. Um, again, if you are looking to participate and submit. On Twitter at LWMain, at John Alba, hashtag AlbaStarSearch, or any of the Limitless Wrestling social medias you can submit via DM. But uh, I think let's jump into this interview, John. Now time for us to bring in the one and only Retro AG. He's one of my personal favorites in all of not just Limitless Wrestling, but Pro Wrestling Today. And he's joining us here on the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. AG, how you been, buddy? You are one of my favorites as well, John. I am doing great. Uh, I don't mind Randy. I don't mind Randy either. He's got a hell of an action figure collection. So. I do. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm doing well. How about you guys? How are you guys holding uh, up? All the limitless listeners out there can suck it after hearing that. That's great. Wow. Thank you. Uh, that's all the validation I've ever needed. Uh, we're, hey, we're hanging in there, you know. Uh, Randy's in a state where people are throwing hissy fits. Uh, we're having to wear facial protection. And I live in a state where the governor's like, come on in. Everybody, let's start rubbing fronts together and hugging. So, you know, <laughs> it's uh, life's good. Life's good, you know. Um, but we're super, super, super excited to have you here on this edition of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. We're, you know, whenever we're talking about the Mount Rushmore's of Limitless the name Anthony Green always comes up. And right now you have completely found your stride. You are the Limitless Wrestling World Champion in this time of abeyance. How you been holding up? Uh, pretty well. I want to also add I'm the longest reigning yes. Limitless Wrestling World Champion. Let's not forget that. Uh, no, I'm holding up pretty well. Uh, if, if I have to be completely honest with you, I've been really slacking in the gym and workout departments but it's just something that's unavailable to me and uh i don't feel that just push-ups and sit-ups are getting the job done when i was trying um but my body feels very healthy i feel probably the best i've ever felt with such a long uh hiatus from wrestling though i'm sure i'm gonna be feeling those first few bumps and i'm gonna be feeling hitting the ropes all over again um but i've been really focusing on creating content on youtube twitter instagram facebook just trying to get out there to keep my face seen so hopefully when this all ends i'll be ahead of the curve when it comes to independent wrestling i guess that's kind of been the vibe from a lot of people i've spoken to that they're just trying to get through it and then you'll put yourself in the best position that you possibly can once all of this is over how have you kept yourself mentally in it because you just said the physical part's been tough but you've got Ava Everett by your side has that helped keep things in perspective for you oh it definitely makes it a lot easier that I'm not going stir crazy by myself but I've been just watching a lot of wrestling and I've always loved wrestling there's never been a point where like I didn't enjoy watching wrestling but I kind of have like an even like bigger love and bigger respect for wrestling i've just been watching so much 
between like the High Spots Wrestling Network, IWTV, which features Limitless Wrestling, Cheap Plug, and uh, the WWE Network. I've just been watching so much wrestling from old stuff from like the late 90s, early 2000s, newer independent stuff I haven't really heard of. Uh, for example, I found this company based out of Washington. It's called 5CC. I saw this. Yeah, Five Corner Catch Wrestling, and they have the first ever five-sided wrestling ring, and I, I like thought that was really unique, and then I've been watching like a lot of old, like the early C4 shows, early like IWS shows in Canada, uh, early ICW stuff based out of New York, and I'm seeing like guys like Red, uh, Amazing Red on the come up, and guys like Chris Devine, Quiet Storm, all these guys when they were just breaking out before there was even a Ring of Honor. So seeing these guys and seeing in Canada guys like Kevin Steen, El Generico, uh, Ever Rise, which then were known as 2.0, then later became 3.0, it's really cool to see where they were and where they are now. Randy, did you ever put any thought into a five-sided ring for Limitless? I don't even know how we'd construct that. How was that constructed? It's a pentagon. It's literally constructed like the six-sided ring, but subtract one. So it's a square ring and then there's like one triangle piece it, so it's, all it's the dies. <laughs> yeah it's, it's very unique I, it's it's pretty cool honestly I, i'm surprised no one else thought of it beforehand have uh, you it ever wrestled awkward, in anything like, other the than hard cam, so the hard cam is you see all four corners and then the fifth corner is on your far side so like if you wanted to do like a dive during hard like towards hard cam rather you'd have to hit the buckle instead of hit like the ropes to do the oh. suicide dive Okay. Um, have you ever wrestled anything other than a force, like a four-cornered ring? Um, no. Though, oddly enough, another plug. I had no idea that during the infant stages of Alpha One, they used a six-sided ring. Really? Yeah. The only weird rings I've been in, uh, I did like a, a like a mini-person wrestling show, and they used a twelve-foot ring. But, like, the ropes were, like, to my waist when I refereed. And then I've wrestled in a 14-foot ring. There's a 12-foot ring going around Maine again. Yes, really? Yes, there is. Yeah, there yep. certainly is. It's uh, it's really a sight to be <laughs> to behold. Dude, it's in, it's in fucking insane to watch tag team matches or, like, four ways in that thing. Well, and, like, you're talking, like, the hot tags and everything. It's like you literally just reach out your hand and you've made the tag. Well, I, I, I mean, drama. if if I was wrestling Josh Briggs or anybody above six feet tall, like, there's no shot we could do a suplex, even corner to corner. No. <laughs> but, well, maybe that, that opens up for the match that everyone wants to see anthony green versus john alba oh i'm five foot nine on a good day depending on what my hair quaff is so i'll put the belt on the line if you'll put the uh the trophy on the line you want the emmy emmy versus title that's intriguing randy's licking his lips right now he's got a future let's wrestle main event (laughs) ready to go (laughs) but it has to be it has to be in the 12 foot ring oh okay so randy make make a deal I'll make a call. <laughs> make a call. Maybe Larry can help you out there. Hey, can we do a, for the next Let's Rumble, can we do like a two-ring rumble and it's your normal ring and then the 12-foot ring right next to it? World, World <laughs> War War World, 12-foot ring to get to this fucking 16. <laughs> World War One, World War One and a half, we'll call it. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, it'll, it'll be great. Hey, you know, speaking of Let's Rumble, we had such a blast with that. Uh, how much have you enjoyed Let's Wrestle? Because you, you've dipped your toes into that and be it that Let's Rumble that we had a lot of fun in or getting to work with some of these talent that you haven't maybe had a chance to work with before. What's that experience been like for you? Um, It honestly just reminds me of the early stages of Limitless Wrestling. The guys that are grinding it out, trying to make something special out of it in the in northern Maine. Or is that considered central? I think it's considered, in my opinion, it's Central Maine. I think it's it's right on the borderline for some people, but I think it's yeah. still Central Maine. But yeah, I remember the second Limitless show ever. Uh, me, Flip Gordon, who at this point hasn't done anything. The 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 big name on the second ever show was was Max Smashmaster, who ended up being one of your main commentators for a really long time. I think uh, Tim Donst was also on the second show. He was. Um, so like those were like those were your big names then, and to see what 
what it has become since then. I feel like Let's Wrestle has that same ability, and you can just keep it in that Bangor Orno main area. Yeah, Why do you want to be a part a of that? Of what was that? Why do you want to be a part of that? I mean, I feel like, in a sense, I'm... I, it's, I hate like putting myself over in like this kind of situation even like when i come up to like do seminars i feel so weird but in a sense i feel like i'm almost in that brian fury role or like that tim Don's max Mashmaster role of let's wrestle where i'm wrestling younger talent all the time and i think i'm brought in specifically to better them as opposed to make myself better per se randy is that accurate yeah, I think that's totally accurate. And uh, it's really with Anthony Green and Let's Wrestle, um, we've kind of had more flexibility moving forward than in Limitless Wrestling because uh, being the Limitless Wrestling champion since September, he's in a big spot regardless of what Limitless show it is. Uh, but with Let's Wrestle, you know, we've got the Let's Wrestle champion and Mike McCarthy, the tag team champions and the stigma. So uh, I think somewhat the pressure is off. Um and we really have that flexibility to put together fun matches that we've wanted to do for quite some time. And really, he's he's one of these guys on the roster who's, uh, I don't know the best terminology, maybe like a gatekeeper to get into Limitless Wrestling, where if you you know go in there and really test yourself and have a good performance with Anthony Green, uh, he's going to let me know, let others know, and that could be your way into Limitless Wrestling. And uh, especially with the pandemic series, too, like uh, I liken that to Let's Wrestle, where we were able to... Uh, really throw him into new situations and just try different people out against, you know, I, I know what Anthony Green brings to the table. It's it's about, you know, who who can step up and really rise to the occasion against someone like that. And we've we've seen it with Dave Yen. We've seen it with Ava Everett. We've seen it with a ton of different people throughout the tenure of Let's Wrestle and of the dojo tapings. And I think that's really cool to have, uh, you know, so, some day one roster members or early Limitless Wrestling roster members who come in and out of that Let's Wrestle roster. AG, who are some of the talent that you've come across in Let's Wrestle that you think could one day be working those limitless shows, uh, you know, start working around New England and getting some more exposure? Uh, in general, I haven't really had a, a complete taste at wrestling all these people. For example, Mac Daniels, him and I started the Let's Rumble. I love that guy. Dude, uh, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said his name first. <laughs> uh, but no, but in all seriousness, he's got a great look, hell of a promo, always wanting to learn. Um, he's been wrestling for just over a year now, and he's gotten significantly better every single time I've seen him or every time I've trained with him. So he is definitely at the top of that list. Um, I mean... I think Kennedy Copeland has done a really good job in Let's Wrestle. So I feel like she could be like a, a person you see regularly on Limitless. I'd love to see Mike McCarthy as well um, on, on a Limitless Wrestling show. That was supposed to happen, wasn't it, Randy? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think there's been two different occasions where he's been booked. And both times, I think he's got injured. I think he was supposed to... He was going to wrestle Smart Mark Sterling, I believe, at the 2019 Vacation Land Cup. Um, I think he tore his bicep that occasion. And then at Pretenders Beware 2018, he was actually coming in to be the third member of Free to Think with Brandon Kirk and Jeff Cannonball. And I think maybe a week and a half uh, ahead of the event, he broke his arm and was out of action for a considerable amount of time. So it's been uh, tough breaks, no pun intended, both times. But uh, I definitely think that there is, uh, there's going to be a spot for Mike McCarthy soon, especially if he's the Let's Wrestle champion. Uh, to pull back the curtain a little bit, we're actually going to move into April with doing a Let's Wrestle showcase for the championship before a Limitless Wrestling show. So uh, I definitely think that uh, his day is on the horizon. Well, I think that's awesome to hear, and it's awesome to hear you kind of put over some of those talent. You got to work with some of them at these Pandemic at the Dojo tapings, Pandemic at the Dojo, of course, on IWTV and the Limitless Wrestling social media. Uh, what was that experience like for you? Because that was kind of the last time you got to get in the ring before all this stuff shut down. Um, yeah, so my experience is going to be a lot different than others because I was on the earliest Limitless Wrestling tapings there ever were, going all the way back to November of 2017 at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. And then moving forward, I did the first one that was at the dojo in 2019, uh, which was January, where I wrestled uh, 
Sierra and I wrestled Ava Everett. Um, not to mention, I used to referee the Beyond tapings going as far back as 2011. So for me, it was very much a normality thing. Like I was very used to it. For others, I could tell how nerve wracking it is just wrestling in front of other wrestlers. And I feel like everyone that showed up absolutely showed out. Uh, there's a ton of people that I've seen here and there that I weren't super familiar with. And I got to see them wrestle two or three times. Uh, for example, Love Doug, I thought really stood out. Um, Waves and Curls, the tag team stood out. It was the first time I ever got to see the Even Stevens and tag action in person. And they were so entertaining uh, in all of their contests. And then there's a few people that I've always been kind of pushing for that I think really had a great weekends. Uh, Ava Everett, of course, Kaysan, Davian, and Basic Becca are, are a few that come to mind. Absolutely. And I know Randy was very happy with how those things went and the presence that you added to them. Uh, it's great to see. And, and you're making your presence felt certainly I've noticed, especially over the course of the past month and a half, two months, you've really kicked up your effort on social media. Why is that so important right now for independent wrestlers to recognize that you got to step up your game to get some extra exposure? You've been all over YouTube posting content uh, nonstop. Um, so there's two ways you can look at it. You can either hide and you could go with the absence makes the heart grow fonder kind of thing and maybe... Uh, reevaluate who you are as a character, what your persona is as a wrestler, whatever the case may be, and kind of hide out and come back as something completely different. Or someone like me, I have a more established character, very similar to how Dan Housen has an established character, Alley Cat, Warhouse, uh, War Horse, not Warhouse. War, I was thinking Warhausen. Warhausen. Um, yes. Yeah, Warhausen. Uh, but how Warhorse, they have very established characters and retro ag i think is an established character i think this is a chance for me to not only keep my my character out there but also kind of give you a little bit of realism of who anthony green is because retro ag and anthony green are truly not far apart you know regardless of a mustache and me wearing my hair out and me stroking my mustache or whatever um and wearing pants that rip off I love 80s wrestling. Um, I collect action figures like the Goonies and Ghostbusters and WWF Hasbros. So it all kind of to come. It all comes together, and I'm glad that I'm able to show that and show the the different layers, I guess, of Anthony Green. Absolutely, and and you've done a great job. I, I watched. Did you see this, Randy? His first match that he posted. Oh, yes. I, I very much enjoyed it. I couldn't believe how long it was because, like... You guys I, worked, like, a 15-minute clinic. Dude, it's, it's <laughs> insane. Because I think about, like, how we work with the students. And really, like, I, I, I look at a lot of students who have debuted, whether it's, like, in dojo taping format or on the Let's Wrestle shows. And I usually try to make sure those first matches are very cut and dry, uh, not a ton going on, and usually, like, right around that five to seven-minute mark. And this was what, like... 14 15 yeah it was like 14 15 minutes so it was at a fair there were a so ton of we people yeah dude there was like 300 people probably 250 300 people watching and we had no time restraints we weren't told what we could or couldn't do we weren't even told like who was supposed to go over and like i give all the credit in the world to julian uh he he asked me what i could do well i told him what i could do and he kind of put the match together and then the beginning was very much just like walk and talk. It wasn't until like the intricate stuff that you could tell was called, but he called everything to me in the ring uh, the from the stuff we did on the fly and then the stuff that we called beforehand. It was amazing. And like you're hulking up, like this crowd is eating everything. It, it was so great. I loved it. Your YouTube is fantastic. And uh, you and Ava Everett have a uh, pretty cool concept coming up uh, this weekend. Do you not? Oh, dude, I was so excited. Um, I took most of the credit for the idea, though I'll openly admit on the podcast that the Ava Taker came up with it 100% with like from what we were doing to who we did it with. It was her idea. I'm just the one that sent the text out. But yeah, we are doing a social distance double date with uh, Mike Bennett and Maria Canellis on Saturday on Instagram Live. I'm tuning in for that, Randy. 
yeah, I'll be there for that. I'm a, I'm a big Mike Bennett fan, so I think that'll be a lot of fun. And how how tight were you and, and Mike before he went off to WWE for a brief stint? Is he someone who you've been friendly with throughout the years in New England? Um, so, yeah, I refed for him in, like, 2011, probably. But we really became friends, I think, in, like, late June, early July 2012. That's right when I started training full-time at the lockup with H2O Ryan Waters, Nick Steele, and Spike Dudley. And I was just training to continue refereeing. After my first match with Julian, I didn't want to wrestle, I didn't think. I was just, I thought it was a cool opportunity and I took it. So I continued to, to train as a ref and I would go to classes and then I'd slowly start doing drills and uh, Ryan Waters would really push me to do more of the wrestling stuff. And then I remember pulling, I was so nervous, I was probably like 18 years old. Uh, I was so nervous to go up to him and ask, but I asked Maria and Mike if I could talk to them privately. And I said, is it okay for me to wrestle and ref at the same time? And I remember Mike was like, yeah, why not? Like, you, no one, no one can tell you otherwise. You're, you're not under a contract as just a referee. You can literally do anything. And so that was kind of the, the extra push I needed to start trying to get wrestling bookings. And then from there, I wrestled him at class. And he put me over huge after and told me how well I did with him because we called the whole thing on the fly. And the only time we ever got to wrestle was in April 2014. It was at a sold show for Top Rope Promotions. We were the opener, and all good Anthony Green uh, wrestled the prodigy, Mike Bennett. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I know his run in WWE may not have been spectacular, but... I'll put his theme song up there among the greatest the company ever made. And I'm sure you do too. <laughs> I, I will, I will mention it. I actually mentioned it to Randy earlier and I'm probably going to mention it to Mike on Saturday. I don't think I've ever told him this, but my dream for him and Maria was for their WrestleMania entrance to be played out by Jesse and the Rippers. Oh my God. Would have been fantastic. What a theme they had. Add uncle Jesse in there. Uh and, I mean, you are the Uncle Jesse of pro wrestling, so. You're welcome for the full house. Yes, exactly. Well, we got a full house of questions to ask you from the Limitless Wrestling Faithful. You want to answer some fan questions here? Uh, I'll, I'll be like Nomar Garcia Para, and he would only sign five autographs, yes. so I'll only answer five questions. Another reason Jeter was better, but let's. I'm just uh, <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. As many as you guys want to throw at me. Let's do it. Uh, we have a question from... Ethan Scott, the Let's Wrestle ring announcer, says, if you could go back in time and wrestle for either WWF, WCW, or ECW, which would you pick? Um, ooh. I feel like my character and the way that I look, I would strive best in ECW. Totally. So I'll, I'll go ECW. Randy, any thoughts on that? I would love to see a retro AG in, like, ECW's heyday. Um... I do think ECW would be the place out of the three that um, I think the retro AG character in full would have the best success because I think uh, with, with the kind of chains off and uh, letting him loose and kind of having a little freedom to do things, I think he would thrive in that kind of atmosphere. Yeah, but you know what? And I totally agree with you on ECW. I'm like seeing in my head you and Disco Inferno leading off an episode of Nitro right now. So <laughs> like that's going through my head. We, we could have been the WCW television tag team champions. Oh, I would have been all about it. <laughs> um, uh, console, console Gamer asks, if nothing was off the table, what do you think would be a fun evolutionary step for the current state of your character? If nothing was you off? You could do anything you want. If I could do anything I want, what would I do? Jeez. Um, that's like a very loaded question. Would you accentuate the sexual part of retrosexual? Um, yeah, so if I could do anything, I'd probably not accentuate that, but I'd probably try to continue using it on like a, a higher profile. Like if it was okay to be called the retrosexual in WWE, like that would be my goal. But like they they 
really want to avoid using that word, which right. is why I kind of dropped it uh, altogether. But I, I would really like to kind of accentuate uh, the whole retrosexual moniker. Randy, I'm curious, what did you make of that little character makeover that AG did? when He, he hated made- it. Yep. Give some, so, give, uh, so give some backstory to that. I didn't like it at first, um, just because it's it's one of those things that I, I think, and for good reason, he jumped into it without all the pieces being there yet. Um, and that's, I mean, that's kind of what you have to do most of the time. Uh, it wasn't something that I wanted. To, I, I think I disliked it because I felt very strongly about the direction we were going with his character at the time in Limitless Wrestling. And uh, I am glad, you know, in, in hindsight, I am glad that we kind of stuck to our guns and um, rode out the rest of, I think we went into the summer with the uh, kind of golden boy era of Anthony Green with Brett Domino and D.L. Hurst by his side. But uh, I think it was, was it September 2018 is when we finally did like the kind of reintroduction of Anthony Green against Colt Cabana with Angel Sinclair and Ava Everett by his side. And uh, by that point, I think Anthony had really perfected what he was trying to do, uh, not only in just the look department, but uh, the character as a whole, how he carried himself, um, minor intricacies of how he like changed his uh, actual matches and what he did in his move set. And uh, I think just by that point, it really all came together. It took a while for me to get sold on it because like, uh, you know, I, I just knew how good Anthony was in different roles. And, you know, you, you want to make sure that uh, if you're bringing something new, I, I just... I care very much about the people who are in Limitless Wrestling for a long time, have a good rapport with the fans, and uh, I never want to throw something out there that's going to misfire, if that makes sense. And uh, we, had, we had built him up in such a way that I wanted it to be kind of perfected before we used it. But now uh, I just think there's so many avenues that he can take to keep um, really evolving the character. If, if I can actually add Go ahead. to that. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with Randy not liking the character right off the bat because as he said and i've said it before i jumped into it way before i was ever ready and like i didn't have the gear i didn't have the tearaways the jacket uh the honeys like the move set i had nothing it was legit thrown together uh, a photo shoot and a video and some new music other than that it was just a mustache and, and anthony green and it was slowly like around February, I got the gear. And then by March, I got the tearaways and the jacket and the glasses. And it was at Chaotic Wrestling's uh, Cold Fury event when I debuted coming out with the Honeys. That was the night uh, Randy texted me and said, all right, I'm, I'm digging the character. Let's try out the look at the next Limitless show. So though I was still the golden boy, I did everything the same way in Limitless. I got to introduce the look mm-hmm. uh, bef- before the debut of the full character. And I did that in March with Martin Stone. And then I did the street fight where I wore the fun outfit with um, JT Dunn. And then it was July. I kind of brought, I brought back the, the golden boy look one more night, braided the hair, uh, wore the take me home tonight tights and everything. And then I think at that point, the character was established enough well, the look was established enough in Limitless and the character was established enough in the Northeast area that it wasn't like this weird thing that just happened uh, in September when I wrestled uh, right. Colt Cabana. I've seen- yeah, it was kind of a seamless transition from there. And that's yeah. like, that's another point to Let's Wrestle that I really love just to kind of bring it back was um, like when, when we do have these character changes or just e- even characters who... Uh, maybe someone that we used in the early days of Limitless or Let's Wrestle who are now, they're kind of changing up their style, changing up the look, changing up how they're being presented. Uh, I love that we have Let's Wrestle to kind of use that to try it. Because so, I'm, I'm a very visual in-person, I want to feel it, I want to see it, and I want to see how it's reacted to kind of person. So um, that that option of doing it at like a Let's Wrestle show as opposed to going in cold at a Limitless show is very beneficial. Uh, I, As an example, the man of color, Aiden Agro. Yes, yes. Um, He's used Let's Wrestle a ton to just experiment and try new things. And, uh, he, you know, he's looking to evolve himself not only as just one half of the main state posse, but as a single as well. So I think he's really had a chance to do that in Let's Wrestle. No more Amon Jordan, Randy? 
No, I think uh, I think Amon Jordan is done, but uh, I think mm. uh, definitely when he he tried out the man in the color, the biracial bay. Uh, I don't remember who that match was against. Was it you, Ag? It was me. Yes, um, and and he's he's been trying out like things that are very reminiscent, actually, of the Amon Jordan character, but just obviously. Uh, you know, he's grown, knows a lot more now, and kind of knows how to implement it a little better. You want to know why? Because he was really good at it. He was really good at it, and that's when he was so young in his wrestling career, too. Um, had a good manager, too, and that always helps. Um, AJ, you mentioned that match with JT Dunn, that street fight. I've said on this podcast, that might be my favorite match in Limitless Wrestling history. I think it is critically underrated. You looked like Terry freaking Funk. <laughs> and and it was awesome. Uh, I mean, what are your memories of that match? And because uh, it, it seemed like it was, I mean, very painful, but also simultaneously very fun. Uh, if we're gonna like pull back the curtain a little bit, I am surprised JT let me take and kick out of so much. Because watching it back, like it was a borderline like squash match where I just took like every but that was so great bump it was like gnarly i went through the table off the second rope to the floor i took a tombstone onto a onto a seated chair i took a fu or a dvd onto thumbtacks i took a double stomp with a trash can over my head like oh i hated that dude i i legit remember my neck tingling and i couldn't feel my hand for a second it it was it was a very scary moment randy your memories from that match it was wild. Um, I, I think when you put uh, AG and JT Dunn, in my opinion, are two of uh, the more underrated guys in, in the terms of putting together matches in the New England area, because I think that uh, both of them just always continuously have new, fresh matches. And I think this was one of them. I think uh, maybe people weren't expecting the level of violence that they got uh, between these two competitors, because obviously this is not a... Uh, soiree that either take very much into the world of extreme, but uh, I, I very much enjoyed it. I'm with you, John. I think it's criminally underrated, and uh, uh, I think it's one of the best matches from the Portland Club, uh, yeah. and maybe one of the better matches in Limitless history. That was the match where I watched you, AG, and I was like, okay, he's ready to really break out here. And if uh, and I sorry, think had, no, go if ahead. If I can, if I can add, um, if I could, like, no BS, minus like some of the violent stuff that I don't want to do every single show. I love putting together those type of like street fights and hardcore matches so much because there's so much uniqueness you could do. If I could just do those matches, they're so easy. Like they're so much fun and you get to really throw your, like your, your creative control into it. It's when it hits, like it's the best feeling in the world. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Uh, it's pretty cool insight there. Uh, let's see here. Mikey wants to know, what NXT superstar would you like to wrestle and evolve if given the chance again in the future? Uh, I've wrestled him a ton of times, but never uh, at the ability that I'm at now and where he is today, uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah. Not surprised to hear that. Yeah. Not surprised to hear that. Uh, Randy, any... Uh, any dream matches there you'd like to see? Um, I mean, I would love to see him and Dijak now. I think that would be incredible. Uh, I think Dijakovic is on another level. But realistically, uh, AG and Adam Cole is always oh, one yeah. that's fucking Oh, yeah. Be just fucking excellent. And just, I mean, you could put Adam Cole in there with anyone. With and, me. Uh, great. <laughs> but, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like the characters would mesh very well. I feel like it would just be... Especially if given the time, I think it would be a barn burner. I'd like to see you and Damian Priest go at it. The former, oh boy, he's he's a tall boy. Former Punishment Martinez. That's why I think it would be a cool. Little, I mean, so is Dijakovic. You know, I mean, I, I think it would be a cool little dynamic there. And uh, yeah. see, I, I don't know. I watched that guy, man. I'm just like this guy has WrestleMania main eventer all over him. Uh, if they ever wanted to pull the trigger on that, and it'd be fun. Uh. Mike, you also wants to know, what is your top five favorite wrestling figures? Oh, top five favorite wrestling figures. Um, Even if you don't have in, five, just give us a few. In no order, uh, my Hulk Hogan mail-away Hasbro, 
my green card Hasbro one, two, three kid. Um, hmm. Jeez Louise. I have so many toys. Um, probably my WrestleMania 18 Maven yes. is up there. Um, altogether, my evolution of Sting WCW Toy Biz set. Uh, and I love my Chris Candido action figure, my ECW Chris Candido San Francisco Toy Company toy. Very nice. We just did a three-hour and 45-minute watch-along of WrestleMania X8 on Living the Gimmick this past week for LTG Mania as voted on by the fans. And the hardcore championship storyline that runs throughout that show with Maven <laughs> is ridiculous. So I appreciate the love there. Let's see here. Uh, Phil wants to know, excluding yourself, who's on your New England independent wrestling Mount Rushmore currently? Ooh, currently as in guys that wrestle right now? I, I would imagine guys that wrestle right now. Um, ooh, my Mount Rushmore, probably Josh Briggs. Hmm. Josh Briggs. Oh, it's a lot of talented guys. Christian Casanova. Um, JT Dunn. And then I'm going to throw in a female to keep it fair and say uh, Davian. Okay. Well, piggybacking off of one of those that you mentioned there, Michael wants to know, how did you feel about Casanova's popularity during your triple threat match? I mean, the reaction he got when he came out the show before was insane and was not expected at all. Uh, because I'm pretty sure in his match with Myron Reed, they were more chanting for Myron than they were Christian. Uh, so I knew going into that triple threat match, like Ace shook my hand kicked me in the gut and gave me a pile driver and he got cheered so i figured all right the the hometown boy is still gonna be liked and right now christian's like the the new hot thing in limitless wrestling so he's gonna be cheered and no one likes a uh no one likes the john cena champion i guess uh after one defense on a limitless wrestling show i was already uh the most hated out of the three uh was it surprising no uh, I was more surprised at the hate that I was getting. How do you feel about that, Randy? I think that's a fair assessment. Um, I, I, I'm I'm unsure. I think he's, I mean, pretty correct in his assumption of Christian kind of be, I don't want to say the new flavor in town because he's been here quite some time, but um, he, he's kind of just starting to get some love from the fans for the first time in like four years. So, uh, I think people are really rallying behind him and they, they feel the story and they feel kind of the come up of Christian Casanova. And uh, he's really kind of taken the fan base by storm as is Ace Romero. Ace has really always had uh, the fans in the palm of his hands. And I think he could do no wrong as we saw um, him and Anthony green, you know, the crowd was kind of split for the tag team match they had against the mainstay posse. And usually uh, mainstay posse are heavily favored in any match they're in. So um, it, it was a surprise when, when Romero, you know, dropped him on the title and he's still getting cheered. And it's, it's, I just think it's kind of fun to put fans in that situation of, uh, you know, the, that triple threat match alone had three, probably the three most popular people in the company at that point, I would say, um, but, pretty close to that. If not, even if I can like add in, I feel like a lot of my defenses and even my matches, within the past year, it's been very situational with who I'm in the ring with. When I was in the ring with Tommy Dreamer and Sean Spears, there were a lot of people hoping Tommy Dreamer won. I, I think Sean Spears was the most hated person in the building that night. So I know he wasn't going to get any love, but Dreamer was getting more cheers than I was, I feel, until I made it to the, um, the finals in the four-way. Me and MJF, I think it was a very clear decision on who they wanted to win. But if you move forward, me and me and Chris Dickinson, for example, at the start of that match, they wanted to see the Dirty Daddy just beat the, the shit out of me. But towards the end, when I showed that I could hold my own, 
when we were when we were going back and forth, they were chanting yay for me and they were chanting boo for him. Mm. It's like you got the palm in the you got the palm you got the crowd in the palm of your hands. I don't though. That's the thing. It's it's not situational for me, it's situational for the crowd. It's who they want to cheer and who they want to boo. Mark K. Also now let's take Japan off the table. What country would you like to wrestle in most when the pandemic's concluded? And what international talent would you like to step in the ring with? So I'm assuming like a country I've never been to? Not necessarily. What what country would you like to wrestle in most when this is concluded? And what international talent would you like to step in the ring with? Ooh. Um I would really like to go back to England. So there's that. And who I would like to wrestle there? Man, there's a lot of good people. Hmm. I know he's not from England, but he was on this show, and he is international. He's from Canada. I would love to wrestle Mike Bailey. Randy? I think that would be exceptional. Mike Bailey is immediately who came to mind for me because uh, Mike's been on my radar for quite some time. I just There's a ton of matches that I'd like to do with Bailey. Um, I'd like to see, and I, I wonder if it's happened, I'd like to see you and Josh Alexander in a singles match. Uh, it has. It happened one time. Uh, we were the the semifinals of the IWC Super Indie last year. Very cool. Well, um, I think that would be killer. Since he most recently called himself the greatest British wrestler of all time, I'd like to see you and Chris Hero mix it up in a limitless see, ring. He's not international because he he was the <laughs> no, first name that came to mind. Yeah, but he's the greatest British wrestler of all time. He said it himself, so therefore he's a <laughs> therefore he is. But uh, no, irregardless of international talent i would love to see you and chris hero mix Me it up too. i think that would just be an outstanding match randy get on it i'm working make on it, it happen okay good um jenna wants to know what's the most difficult problem you run into while beginning your venture into promoting your own shows um for me the the only thing that's really kicked my ass is uh ticketing um, I've had multiple issues with selling tickets online, whether it being PayPal thinking that I was gambling and selling <laughs> raffle tickets uh, and shutting down my PayPal account or my current issue with brown paper tickets of them not paying me uh, the money they owe me from my March event or refunding fans for my two canceled events due to COVID-19. That's been a major issue. The other issue for me, I think, is... It's not doesn't involve trust or anything, but it's more so like if something's going to get done, I have to do it myself. Sure. So all the promotion like in the, the towns and the, like the towns nearby and in the town itself, I'm putting up all the posters on telephone poles. I'm the one going into the city, knocking on, you know, on windows of, you know, storefronts, asking if I could put up a flyer. So it's it's 100% me, and it does get tiring, and it gets really exhausting doing it all on your own. Versace Stoner wants to know, you wake up tomorrow and you're a tag team champion. What promotion are you in, and who's your tag team partner? Um, the correct answer would be Evolve with Harlem Bravado. Ah, yeah. Okay. What about the politically incorrect answer? Um, WWE NXT with Josh Briggs. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Not all that far fetched either. Yeah. One day. Let's hope. One day. Um. Let's see here. We got. A few here from Doug Weiser, your boy. Ooh. Uh, when you were a kid, what was the first song you thought would be your wrestling entrance music? Uh, Maven's theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Maven. You used to have that blaring at the house and uh, do entrances. It was like my backyard theme song for a hot sec. The fucking then, banger theme song. Maven was, is his gangrel to me. You Dude, know. Gangrel is another big is another good one. Like for me in the backyard, the first backyard theme song I ever used was Maven's. And like I used that for so long to the point where like I got old enough to know that I probably shouldn't use Maven's theme song in the backyard. <laughs> so then like I came out to Nas Hate Me Now. 
good one. That's a good pull. Oh yeah. And then finally I went through like my like my like my lover boy phase and I was using I Touch Myself by the Divinals. Mm. Good songs. That's surprising. Yeah. Usually like I find that backyard wrestling theme songs are very uh very basic, like you're kind of hitting that Papa Roach disturbed era. Oh, yeah. It's good that they were kind of diversified. Well, WrestleMania X8, as I told you, we just watched, was the WrestleMania of bad metal band performances. Was that Saliva? Uh, saliva and Drowning Pool. Yes. Uh, had four performances. Four. You know what's such a bummer, John? I'm sure you'll you'll be bummed for me about this, but there was a there was a Saliva concert coming to Herman here in April. Herman. Yes, where Herman, Maine, uh, the Morgan Hill Event Center. It's actually a very nice venue in the middle of East Bumfuck. Uh, we actually looked at it for a Limitless Wrestling event before. That's it's like an extremely nice venue, just placed in the middle of nowhere. And now they're booking like Mushroom Head to come to Herman. Well, <laughs> <laughs> to each their own, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Doug asks if. Any of you could book a dream match between two retired Maine or New England wrestling legends, who would they be? Would you like to go first, Randy? Well, I actually would like to hear um, if you have any Maine wrestling legends on your mind, who they are. Jason Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> you, said, you, said, you said retired, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, Jay he's, he's not retired. He is not retired. Let me think. Let me think. This is a tough um, one because, like, uh, I don't know. Like uh, this is the the immediate that comes to mind for me, and I think it's going to be much different for you, Ag, because you kind of experienced a different time in New England independent wrestling than I did. But um, I would say I, I would love to see Brian Fury Julian Star one more time because that's that was like uh, when I was first starting to dive into like independent wrestling shows locally. Uh, that was like the main event that was kind of shopped around. Maine for any like companies that would kind of come to town like an nwa on fire um and it was also something that you know i, I started to realize later was done uh whether it be chaotic wrestling or uh different other various independents around and i thought it was always a very good match mine is so <laughs> i guess it depends on what month it is whether or not he's retired or not but brian fury is also my choice against cameron matthews Ooh, Ooh, that's Champ a good Matthews. one. Yeah. I didn't even think about Champ. Yeah, Champ Matthews, uh, for listeners who may be unfamiliar, in my opinion, uh, the best wrestler to never really make it anywhere out of the main wrestling scene. Just absolutely incredible. Um, if you know him, bug him for me to tell him to come wrestle one more match. Uh, I do it all the time, but he's extremely talented. And, like, and, and AG will tell you, just insanely talented guy. I'd like to see Scotty Vegas and Sonny Roselli square up personally, but that's just. <laughs> Would you? We'd like to. We need some extra security for that one. Um, and uh, our last question from Doug is: uh, What is completely different about your first Limitless show and your current Limitless shows, and what is exactly the same? Oh, uh, what is completely different is the amount of people in the crowd. Yep. What is exactly the same is it's a roster that is looking to put on the best possible show and make Limitless better. I totally agree with all that. Everyone's hungry. And I feel like the fiber of the shows haven't changed. You know, it's always felt like us against the world in a way. I feel like indie wrestling has changed so much over the past, like, 10, 15 years where... If, you know, 15 years ago you brought in, like, as an example, um, Nick Dinsmore, right? Or 10 years ago you brought in Nick Dinsmore as Eugene. He's coming in. He's trying to get his payday. He's trying to get out. But nowadays you find, like, a Jack Swagger or Trevor Murdoch, for example, PCO. They're going to try to put on the best possible performance they can, even though they're former TV stars. Did you guys see PCO light his face on fire this past week? I tweeted yeah. about it. I finally got around to watching that. That was fucking insane. It was unbelievable. What's crazy to me is him injecting Lysol in his, <laughs> his arm is the second craziest thing in that video. <laughs> it's outstanding. Um, AG, before we let you go, and we talked about it at the beginning of the show, we got the Alba Star search here. Okay, Ooh. We were asking people 
to cut some promos. And you said it at the top of this. You're a fan of the Emmy. You're a fan of the Emmy Award winner. So a little impromptu promo here. Why should you be the winner of the Alba Star Search? Why should Retro AG be the winner of the Alba Star Search? Well, you're looking at the biggest star right now. Sure, you got the muscular Mac Daniels, but you got the talented Retro AG Anthony Green. And if there's anything that's award-winning, it's this million-dollar smile. Even with the crack, you know, gives me character, like the Liberty Bell. So listen, give me the award, shine it up real nice, because pop quiz hot shot. This star search has begun and is now just ended because you have found the winner. Woo. God damn. Randy, should we even hold a competition? My God. Ah, jeez. Good, uh, good one putting him on the spot and fucking ripping it off. That's not a, not a bad start for Retro AG. Yeah, so that's what you guys are competing with there, folks. And uh, I think I have to go... Uh, I think I need to go grab a box of tissues or something. That was impressive. <laughs> um, no, but he, he is he is Retro AG. He's the Limitless Wrestling World Champion. Uh, any plugs you want to throw out there here? Um, Yeah, man. I got a ton of plugs. I got my Twitter handle. That is at Retro AG. My Instagram at Retro AG underscore. I'm not sure when this is coming out, but uh, I am doing a double date uh, via social distance on Instagram with Maria Canellis and Mike Bennett alongside my beautiful girlfriend, Ava Everett. And last but not least, if you want to support me monetarily, you can go and look up ProWrestlingTees.com slash RetroAG. Buy a t-shirt. I got a brand new I Love Wrestling shirt that is 10 out of 10. It features me with the Limitless World title at a Limitless Wrestling event. Go figure. And then you can also check out my YouTube page. Just search Anthony Green in the search bar. You will find my account. You can check out awesome videos of my action figure collection, my autograph collection. I test my girlfriend's knowledge of wrestling and so much more. He is AG. AG, thanks a bunch.